Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Here joining me today in our, I guess, the, the start of Season 3 is Mr. Lee Hancock. What's going on, guys? Lee here. Mate, Sorry. how do you feel being on video? It's weird. You can't <laughs> start looking at yourself. It is a bizarre feeling, isn't it? It's a bit weird. Also a man joining us, or joining uh, joining us? Joining us. A guy, yeah, that's we, kind of, we kind of parade a little bit into the video last week, Mr. Roy Hancock. We did, yeah. No, it went well last week, but we're, we're back again, and I think, um, yeah, going forward, we're going to be going with the video content. So, um, no, well, it's, it's a strange feeling, though. It's after odd. our snap... Lockdown last week, we were forced to kind of, I guess, come up with an idea on the fly to to get some sort of video live. Yes, uh, yep. But this week is the first week, all three of us are on the couch. As I mentioned, episode one for season three, here we go. Ball is back, we are absolutely buzzing for it. It's been a phenomenal week, and it's a big episode in store today, lads. Huge so, episode. Huge episode. What we've got, we're going to start with some odds and ends, we'll rattle through them. And then we're going to go ahead to, it's almost like a season recap, but we're going to do it... I've, Kind of stolen the idea from No Dunks, but it's it's only one game, but and kind of gives some over I guess overreaction to underreactions and just kind of talk about the games that have transpired so far. Kind of the surprises that have happened yeah. so far, you could say to an extent. Mm. Absolutely, so a different way of tackling all of that. So we're certainly looking forward to getting into that. Before we do so though, you guys, a couple of quick housekeeping things. Again, as we said, this is our first uh, first episode. I guess of season three, we are entering more of the video format. Yeah. Um, so this will be live on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Uh, our TikTok's going to increase as well. All the episodes will still be up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so you can still find them there. Um, but yeah, video- if, you're, if you're listening on Spotify and you're thinking, geez, what do these clowns look like? Go over to YouTube and, <laughs> and have a have a gaze. Yeah, it'd be funny to see what our listeners yeah. who who haven't seen us before think we actually what we actually look yeah. like. It's quite it's quite bizarre once you put faces to the actual uh, product, isn't we're, it, bro? We're gonna have to get Lee's tats out soon, I reckon. Yeah, it's pretty clean cut. We got one out. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Look at this. Look at that. I reckon next week you bust out the wolf <laughs> beater and uh, <laughs> give us the, the whole package. But it, how about Lee does the next episode topless? <laughs> oh come on. Anyone who agrees, just let us know in the comments. We are entering season three video format with an absolute just whirlwind of news, aren't we? Look at this, showing Lee's tad. You know, you don't get this in the audio version. So we're stoked to be here, guys. Oh, uh, can I just say I'm that stoked to have Bowl back. When oh. it came back, it was just like a wave of. Oh my god, thank god this is A weight bad. was lifted off the shoulders, yeah. wasn't it? So Do you know what it feels like? It feels like you've just been missing a big part of something right in here, right deep within your soul mm, for a few months and then it comes Two back. 2K can only feel so much of that hole. It can, yeah. Yeah, it's um <laughs> I love it. We're back though. We're we back. are <laughs> back. Guys, before we get into it, as I said, one last point. A big shout out to our major sponsors, Intersport. Uh, a big thank you for all the continued support. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, I was actually, while in, or what was it, last Thursday, I believe, um, I took part in a bit of the ordering for, for the uh, upcoming season for some of the uh, new apparel we'll be getting in. What'd you go uh, We're going to be expanding in the junior range, the adult range, more Warriors, m- more Mavs, mm-hmm. um, plenty more, more Hornets. Nah, not so much, not so much. No, I, but, did see, um, I did see a Lamello Ball jersey advertised, though. Was it? Yeah, on the online store there. Not in our shop as such, but guys, be sure to check them out. A lot more coming in the basketball range. Also, I won't, I'll kind of give a little teaser now, but we might have another potential sponsor on board. Um, This time next week, we might have a a little bit of product placement in and around this area. So keep your eyes peeled for that. 
Uh, certainly looking forward to sharing that one with you guys soon. Right, now that we've crossed all the, uh, what is it, dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's, let's get into yep. some odds and ends. Lee, you take us away, my man. I'll, I'll um, kick us off. And there was a lot of signing or contract extensions and a lot of um, contracts that didn't get meet. I'll start off with some of the contracts that didn't get meet. Um, or didn't get met. Marvin Bagley was the first one. There was a bit of talks of what what's going on here. He didn't come to a contract extension. But that, that's fair, do you think? I think it's the, fair. He hasn't, he hasn't shown very many glimpses of being promising for his draft pick. Do you know a team that I actually heard that could be rumoured to sign Marvin Bagley at the end of the year or go. throughout the season? That's the Miami Heat. Um, apparently, he's... His agent is the agent of Tyler Hero oh, okay. and I think another Miami Heat player. So he's got that connection already, which is really important. So I just wonder if a new, a change of scenery at a championship contending team might change the way that he plays throughout the season. It'd be interesting though. Just on that, how do you see that playing out though? Because do you see him as a power forward or a centre? In any event, do you see them, I guess, if that were to eventuate, having a starting five of both Adebayo and Bagley? Um, well, who have they got at the moment yeah, coming in the power forward? Obviously, they've got Bam starting. Who's there? Do they have PJ Tucker? PJ Tucker. At the power forward. I think he'd have to come off the bench, wouldn't mm-hmm. he? Until he proved that he yeah. can be a legitimate starter throughout the season. Um, but to be honest with you, I really like that move of uh, Marvin Bagley to a championship contending team. He's wasting his career at the second Need to change the scenery, doesn't he? So. Big time. So. Another one I'll go with, which I'm like a bit, oh, come on. Miles Bridges, he didn't end up re- uh, reaching that extension. Yep. He's very valuable to the Hornets, I think. So not only in terms of his massive highlight dunks, but he, he does add a lot to the team. I, I'm, I was a bit sad to see he didn't reach that extension. That was a surprise. I thought something would have been met there. Uh, not so much of a surprise. Colin Sexton, they didn't reach on an extension. Um, I'm guessing mainly because they're trying to work around Garland. Yeah, um, Although he's looked very impressive so far to start the season. Mm. They've not registered a win yet, but he's been super impressive. Garland was out today, Mm. and he uh, was just electric. Mm. And someone who um, deserved a max contract, in my my opinion, but didn't get one, was um, DeAndre Ayton. Well, that's a funny one, and I might tie that in with a few people who did get extensions and then pose this question to you. So... uh, do excuse me here. I'm going to check the phone because there's a few to get through. So Valentunas with the Pelicans, two years, thirty point one million. Let's just rattle through them and we'll say worthy or not. Yeah, okay. well, that's what I reckon. Good overpay or fair? What do, what do you think? What, I think what, what was it? Two years and thirty point one million. I think that's quite a good deal for a really high caliber starting center. I think he's so well rounded in his game. His mm. outside threat. His inside presence. Uh, his ability in the pick and roll. You're averaging fifteen million. A season that's a, I think, a bit of a steal to be honest maybe, with his potential. Maybe a bit underpaid. Yeah. I, I'd say um, forty mil would be fair for him. But go on. Uh, we had. Oh, I won't touch on this one. Oh, just quickly, Grayson Allen, two years, twenty million with the Bucks. Um, he has looked good over there. He has looked good. So a rookie extension there. Fair. Daniel Gafford with the Wizards, three years, forty point two million. So again, another player who I think they see a lot of potential. Twenty three years old, I believe. Um, I think that's. Probably fair. I wouldn't say it's a good deal for the Wizards as such at the moment. I think it has the potential to be a good deal in the future, but at the Mm. moment I reckon that's a pretty fair deal. I think so as well. He showed signs, so I think you're paying also for the future for for Daniel Gafford as well. He's shown shown really positive signs. A potential maybe... Sixth man of the year, Kevin Herter with the Hawks, four years, 65 million. Mm-hmm. 
Good deal for him. Jeez, Red Velvet secured the bag, hasn't he? <laughs> red Velvet, that's going to catch. Red Velvet. I like that. That's a good I think nickname. that's his nickname. Is it? I think so. I don't even get to hear know. it. Let I, us know. I, I may have just made that. I reckon take that as your own and run <laughs> with it. I'm, I'm yet to hear it, so I like that. Uh, now, I'm going to mention these two, and then we'll tie in with the with yeah. the Suns point with Aiton. Landry Shamet, four years, $43 million mm. with the Suns. Mikhail Bridges, four years, $90 million with the Suns as well. Now... There's a lot, a lot of money going. You put in those two. You put in Chris Paul, Devin Booker. There's not a lot of money left no. over for Aiton, who is, I think, deserved of the max, which is what he wants and mm. what he deserves. So, it's a, you know, it's a fine line at the moment, isn't it, for the Suns? They're in the like position to be real contenders and go for it now, but they also need to balance, I guess, their books a little bit in the next iteration with. Booker, mm. Bridges, Shamit, and Aiton. Like, how do they kind of play this? Do, do those last few, um, I guess, contract extensions, does that spell the end of DeAndre Aiton's career in Phoenix, you know, going forward? Obviously, he'll play the, the end of this season out, but I don't think that's good news for him staying there. I don't think it is, and I think, really, this is the test year. If they... I guess, really cement themselves as genuine contenders. Genuine contenders. We mentioned the other week here, last year in the postseason, they had luck. The Lakers were unhealthy. The Nuggets were without Murray, you know, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Are they genuine threats? If so, then they'd be happy to kind of swallow that luxury tax bill. Mm. Um, but if they're not, then I think, you know, you're going to have to look at the books and something's got to give, and it's probably going to be Aiton, just seeing as he's the one who doesn't have that extension at the moment. Yeah. Because the way that I see it is that all of their key players are locked into extensions, which they can't get out of, and they won't want to get out of either. Because yep. they're all they're all obviously vital in their quest for a championship. And DeAndre Ayton at the moment is the only one who isn't extended long term. So I think, but I think he's almost one of their most pivotal pieces. So do and I. I think he yep. really he took the team route last year. He could have so easily have stuffed the stat sheet more, could have got his own more, yep. but he really took that selfless team approach and therefore his stats weren't as inflated as, as they could have been and probably therefore almost cost himself this extension. Um, so certainly one to watch out for there. One of the more intriguing stories, I reckon, this year. Maybe their thought process is they're really happy with how well-rounded their team is and how they've got all those players on these contract extensions. If you're getting rid of eight and you're going to get something good back for him, so maybe it's like a guaranteed as much as they love him. Not if his contract runs out and he goes for free. True. And look, the other thing, the other thing, if they were to, I guess, trade DeAndre Aiton down the track is that they wouldn't be trading for a draft pick or they wouldn't be trading for a young player who isn't proven. DeAndre, the good thing about DeAndre Ayton is he is a player who can help them in their win-now mode yep. um, that they're in to win that championship. So, when you look at his tra- tra- trajectory, I love that word, trajectory at the moment, he is just on a really steady upwards incline. Like oh, he is. is doing massive things, and he's really starting to show why he was that number one pick. For yeah. sure. For um, sure. In other ones, I've got two more here. Jaron Jackson Jr. with the Grizzlies, yeah. four years, $105 million. Mm. And Mr. President with the Pacers, two years, $45 million yeah. for Malcolm Brogdon. So a couple of big deals there. Uh, I guess for Brogdon, you know, $22.5 million. They're really kind of all in on this team at the minute. You look at Turner, Sabonis, Levert, Warren, and Brogdon, I think they're really running with that as their mm. nucleus. I'm really going to see... You know, it's hard to read into what they are at the minute without Warren, without Levert. Yeah. 
But I think, you know, I keep mentioning that when you get all that, that starting five together, I think they're really a force mm. to be reckoned with. The reason that I love that Malcolm Brogdon contract extension is because there's very few players on that Pacers list who you can rely on and who aren't actually injury prone. Because yeah. we, as you are mentioning, TJ Warren and um, Karis Laverda are the two, I guess, starting five who won't play much part in this current season and didn't play much part in last season either. So I think you have to give him as much as you possibly yeah. can to retain him because he's he's going to be valuable to how they perform this year and he's been super reliable over the last few years, so I'd be happy to pay him that. Agreed. Uh, in other news, the Rockets have waived fellow Aussie Dante Exum yeah. uh, as it's bittersweet. Now, I say bittersweet just in the sense that, you know, for the Rockets, like I, th- I think it's bittersweet in the negative side because I think this was probably his last crack in the NBA. Yeah. Um, I think yep. now he will hopefully move upon to greener pastures, and with that, I think the silver lining is hopefully a run in the NBL. Mm. I think he has the potential to absolutely flourish here and may one day get another crack in the NBA, but he just needs to rediscover, like as he found in the Olympics, that confidence and, and find his form again. Yeah. And I think the NBL is becoming, as we've said, the perfect pathway into the NBA. Mm. But just for him to re-establish himself, I think it really could provide a good opportunity if he goes that route. Could he become the marquee player for the Tassie Jack Jumpers? Oh, I tell you what, imagine. imagine. That's the question that I'm asking. Well, I tell you what, just on the NBL, certainly looking forward to it. We've got the NBL Blitz here in Hobart next month, uh, pre-season warm-up for anyone who isn't familiar with the Blitz. A lot of games down here in Hobart, so and free free admission for anyone down here in Hobart. Free admission into these games, certainly a good opportunity to have a look at some of the marquee players, some of the new names, the Jack Jumpers as well. We're not far away from the season tipping off, so yeah. anticipation is absolutely booming. And just quickly tying that in with our our sponsors at Intersport, Jack Jumpers gear is, is now now in store. So. Be sure to pop in and get your hands on some of that. Who, what player are you most... I'm most excited for... I can't remember his last name. I'm going to call oh, he must be good. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Clint Steindl. Yeah, Clint Steindl. Steindl. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. Jack McVeigh. I reckon he'll yeah. bring a lot, of, yep. um, a lot of energy and a lot of excitement. I was going to say McVeigh as well. I yep. think just on that kind of two-way front has probably really brings a lot of grit and heart. Um, Jared Bairstow as well. really like this team just in the sense that they're... There's not any really big ego players. Like, no. Not saying he has an ego, but there's no Bryce Cotton. There's mm. no Dallavadova. There's no, you know, Nathan Sobey. Any really just leap out at you massive superstar names. Agreed. But there's Agreed. just a really well, well-rounded well team. So, And the other thing, just quickly, sorry to butt in. No, please. The other thing is that I feel like this Jack Jumpers team won't be overawed by, you know, more experienced yeah. competition. Yeah. A lot of these guys are, have played for other NBL teams. So they and they're know all culture t- guys, aren't they? A lot they from are, Perth yeah. as well. They are. So I don't think they'll be overawed. But, yeah, really keen for the NBL season to start. It's only a matter of weeks away, isn't it? It is. We, the regular season starts in December, so we're getting very close now at the back end of October. So very much looking forward to that. I've got another then. Before please. you go on. No, please, 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 please. Um, what are your thoughts on the Lakers picking up Avery Bradley. That was my next yeah. point. There you go. They've, they have completely brought back the band. You look at Dwight, Rondo, Bradley, all these names coming back. Uh, that being said, it's not looking great. At the time of recording, the Lakers are about to go 0-2 versus mm. the Suns in an absolute walloping. 
Uh, you know, so uh, there's not alarm bells ringing yet, but it's no. certainly a less than ideal start. Um, You're a bit flat, though. <laughs> Let's not lie. Like, I am flat. Yeah. I'm very flat. You know, I, I really thought they could have done a number against the Warriors. Uh, they went down 121 to 114. Steph Curry with his eighth career triple-double, 21-10-11, I believe it was. Incredible. Something around that mark, but... You know, even a massive game from LeBron James wasn't enough to cover up what was probably Russell Westbrook, one of his most dismal games. Um, But, yeah, going down, they're being pummeled by the Suns today. Safe to say, I'm I'm not... uh, I'm not stoked about it. Well, the thing is, it's not like they've just um, versed, you know, Pistons and OKC. Exactly. Two of the better teams in the NBA, so you can't be too down. 100%. Um, While we're on the topic, I may as well just say... Oh, here we go. Clap, clap to my boys, Tool and I. We got up over the Pacers, um, and today over... Who did we get up? No, you got up over the... Got Pacers the other day. Uh, the Cavs today. The Cavs today. Yep. So, yep. Tool, Tool and, 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 like, and Ro. And likewise from you, Ro. Uh, look, we're not going to touch too much on the boss. My touch on it so shortly think, um, soon. I think they, they definitely deserve to be spoken about, but not in a good light, because um, <laughs> it's been an ordinary start to the season. But well, pl- plenty of games to go, though. Good segue into our next segment. Um, it's kind of, I guess, the start of the season, not recap, but we're just going to pose a couple of questions, some overreactions, and just run with whatever we're thinking off the top of the head. Looking forward to doing this with you, fellas. Shout out to the blokes at No Dunks. You know, to be honest, I, I put this in our group chat the other day. It's only one game, but... And I didn't even recall that it was a segment that No Dunks had. It just yeah. must have been in the subconscious mind. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. uh, but I, I listened to one of their episodes the other day, um, and it just triggered triggered me. So shout out to them. Not trying to take credit for their idea, but I love the idea. Yeah. Um. So it's one game, but so I'll pose a question. We've each got a couple to pose. Two, I have. And we'll we'll just run with it. So I'll pose the first one. It's only one game, but the Miami Heat might be the number two team in the East behind the Bucks, whilst Kyrie is out. How do we feel about this? Well, they've had a massive win. Was it yesterday they got over the Bucks by an oh, enormous margin? Walloped them. Mm-hmm. And they looked they looked so well oiled. They looked like everyone was on the same page. The other thing with the Miami Heat this year, and I kind of wish I could change my sixth man of the year because I reckon Tyler yeah. Hero is That could have short. almost been another one for this topic. He's back. It's only one game to Tyler. Let Hero. me just say I'll add mine in because that is mine. Um, can, should I just add it in? Yeah, mine was, <laughs> mine was, it's only one game, but um, will Tyler Harrow, one, bounce back this year, and two, turn some heads even, you know, being in the top oh, yeah. to six man, you know? He's that, been, he's that's been how you come back to form, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was just an explosive performance, not only from the Heat, but him mm. specifically, and I guess tying this in with mine. Now, what I worry about for, I guess, the Nets is the fact that they don't have, I guess, a Giannis stopper. They don't have, you know, like we saw Paddy Mills go off in that first game. I think he was 7 of 7 from 3 against yeah. the Bucks. But they, they've got some older bodies. They've got, you know, I, I just think they're more offensive-minded. Like yep. They've got a few defensive players who are capable. Claxton's developing on that end. Blake's, eh. mm. but like you look at the, the heat and they're so, so well-versed on both ends of the floor at a bio. Butler, you know, they are just lockdown dogs of players. Yeah. Kyle Lowry coming into the fold now. And then you've got, you're able to bring someone like Hero off the bench. Mm. I, what, like, how do you feel about this? Do you think, 
It's only one game, but do you think the Heat, with it, and I, I'm putting the disclaimer on it, whilst mm. Kyrie is out, mm. yep. but do you think they could be the number two team in the East? I I think so, but I've always thought, like, with a new team coming together, Kyle Lara, some new pieces, they got PJ Tucker. I always think it's pretty hard for them to gel together straight away, and I think they had a great game against the Bucks, but they just look really, really, really good, and I think... And I don't even know if it's a matter of just Kyrie being out. Even with Kyrie in, I think they could... Could be a better team. Yeah. Yeah, I think they could be that number two in these. Has every member of their starting five made a finals appearance within the last few years? I think they probably have. Ooh, yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah they would have. Kyle Lowry, yep. Jimmy Butler. Who's their SG at the moment? Is it Dunk Robinson? Yeah. PJ Tucker, yep. Bam out of bio. That. I don't think you realise just how important championship experience is to a team's aspirations of actually making it far in the playoffs. So I actually really like it, even though it's only after one game. They've showed plenty. And on the other side of things, the Brooklyn Nets haven't been disappointing, but... Well, they got belted by the Bucks. They only just, in the last... They were down for the whole game. They overtook Philly today in the last... 50 seconds or so, so they're one and one. Yeah, that, yeah. If they hadn't lost to Philly, even though they're both two very difficult games, I would Absolutely. have been a bit concerned, but they, they rallied back in that one. So I think it's a fair argument to say that the Miami Heat could be certainly top two at the end of the year. I'm excited, I'm really excited to see what this team can do in the playoffs. Once, sure. those, once those rotations shortened to, you know, eight men or so, mm. you bring back Vic, hopefully he gets. A bit of time under his belt to reintegrate himself back into form and back with the team. You know, you, you've got that starting five. You've got Hero, Oladipo, and maybe Struess or yeah. someone else to fill that eight-man lineup. Mm. They are one of the most, I think, well-rounded teams on both ends of the floor. Yeah. Um, any night. I, well, I'm expecting this year. I think what's going to change is I think we'll see Jimmy Butler put up more points. Yep. Instead of trying to facilitate and do it all, Cole Lowry can fill that void a little bit more in the playmaking end of things. I mean, Jimmy Butler can just pretty much be like a um, on the Bulls. Uh, Zach Levine. Yeah, he can yeah. be like a Zach yeah. Levine. Yeah. Um, doesn't have to facilitate. He just primarily scores yeah. and leads. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we should touch a bit more on leads as well. Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. I think- Put up 27 in uh, that first game against the Bucks, And what stood out to me was that massive, you know, buzzer beater. From buzzer like, beater. Over the logo. And it's, it's sort of like, to me, it's like he's taken all the disrespect from last year that he copped. Um, he's copped, he's taken it personally and he's bounced back so far this season. And um, we saw what he could do in his first season. We saw that he could be, we like many were talking about Tyler Harrow as the next big thing, weren't we? I yeah, remember we, it just a few seasons ago. And um, then last season, obviously disappointing down on what what we expected from him. But this season, he just seems to have bounced back. He's in a role which suits him perfectly. That sort of spark, spark oh, what's it called, spark plug off the bench. Yeah, um, I think he's I think he's in for a huge season. In that first game, he he proved what he can actually do. And he said he's comfortable off the bench. Yeah. Some people don't like it. He says he likes it off the bench. And he what did he, what did I say? He put up twenty seven off the bench. I I love that players. And people, like, I guess any sporting sense or just life in general, people who are doubted, people who have, I guess, flack put onto them yep. and who just come out and just say, give them the middle finger and just come out and just show them what they're made of. And Hero's a perfect example of that. And I think this six-man role, 
could really be his coming on. Yeah. Like he has the potential to be like a supercharged Lou Williams, supercharged Jordan Clarkson. As good so. as Clarkson is, Hero has the potential to be like next level, I think, with his mm-hmm. trajectory at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see what he can do. Yeah. Like, and this Heat team in general. My my one is, it's been a few games, but it's only been a few games, but I think we may have overlooked someone in the Rookie of the Year campaign. Give it to us. I don't know if it's who you're thinking, actually. I, I think it is, because if, you, if you've got the same one as me, I'm going to be livid. I've gone with Chris mm. Duarte from oh, the yes. Indiana Pacers. Chris, 100%. I think it's just Chris Duarte. Duarte. Call him what you want. I've given him a bit of a oh, French flavour. He was my flavor. one. Too. I've given him a bit of a French flavour, but... Look, I, I don't know if you guys have watched, watched the first few games, particularly that first game. He had 27 points in his mm. first game in the NBA, 6-9 from the three-point line. Yeah. He was a dagger from the three-point line. We Is did it, not mention him at all. No, I we mean, didn't mention him in the offseason. Why would we? We shouldn't, need, we shouldn't have needed to. What, what number pick was 13. 13. 13, there you go. The thing that I think helps him massively is he's a 24-year-old rookie, mm-hmm. so yeah. he's mature. And... You know, he's got that mature mindset and he just looks, from what I've seen so far, as comfortable as any rookie so far mm. this season. Yeah. Um, today he had 15, 4 and 5, so yep. he cooled down a little bit compared to that um, that first game that he that he had, but he's still hitting. Fantastic numbers for your second game oh, in the incredible. NBA, isn't it? Incredible. He's had nine three-pointers in his first two games, mm. which... Just is scary for opposition teams going forward because he's a guy who you're going to have to monitor. Generally, you wouldn't have to monitor a guy who's been picked 13 as yeah. closely as as he. Um, but the other thing is, I think, with TJ Warren out yep. and Karis LeVert, he's going to have increased responsibility. 100%. More game time, more exposure to, to the big moments. Yeah. I, I love that they've started him straight oh, away. So I mean, Karis LeVert was out, but that's what I was going to say. He probably looks so comfortable and confident because of his age. I think that plays a big I think so. um, part to it. But what rookie starts in their first game? You know, not many. And he took that on and scored 27 points. I was absolutely in tears <laughs> when he was dropping three points on my horn. You but, guys were down by 23 yeah. points in the, near the start of the third quarter. Yeah. And you guys, that was a phenomenal run to come yeah, back. Yeah. But I thought for all money, I was like, the pace is a pace is a money here. They've lost mm. their first two games both by a point, which is yeah. brutal for any Pacers fans out there. Yeah, not sure many how many listeners we have that are Pacers fans, but regardless, brutal stuff there. But that was phenomenal. And just back on your point, Ro, I tell you what, he and and it comes back to the point as well, doesn't it? With rookies, like we look at Davion Mitchell, who's a little bit older. Like, do you go for a player who's maybe younger? but not quite as well-developed? Or if you're a win-now team, do you go for someone who's a bit older but has that little bit more experience, has a more well-rounded game? Uh, it really is becoming, I think, more of a question just as you see these older rookies starting to show out. I think so, and I think I think he's in win-now mode along with the Indiana, Indiana Pacers. Like, I don't think they're necessarily going to be contending for a top four or five spot, but at the end of the day, they're certainly not in rebuild mode, are they? They well, need a guy. Let's who pose this to you then. I'll, I'll, it's only one game, but at one on the fly, are the Pacers from what you've seen? They've lost both games by mm. a point, so they're yep. zero and two granted. Mm. But with how are we going to say it? Duarte? It's Chris Dort. Dort. Like, like Dort, like Dort, but Dort. 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 <laughs> like a W. Like Dort. 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 Dort.
We saw Sabonis, uh, Sabonis have an absolute masterclass in the first half of game one yeah. against the Hornets. Today, Miles Turner in that over... Uh, no, it didn't go to overtime, did it? it no, it did. It? Yeah. it did go to overtime against the Wizards. Yes, my apologies. Maybe it did. Um, lost mm. by a point there, but Turner had 40... And 10. 40, 40 and 10. And 10. three blocks. Three blocks as well. There you go. He's got him in his fantasy game. You know all the stats. But t- how do you feel about the Pacers? Do you think from what they've shown, do you think they are... I don't think any of us had them in our top eight. But do you think they are a playoff contender? I think I just had them just outside. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say because when, you lose, when you're missing two of your key cogs in Karis LeVert and TJ Warren, yep. it really does hurt. But we've mentioned Chris Duarte, whatever you want to call him. And I think he's he at least feels the void that Karis LeVert has left to a, to a certain extent. In, in terms of his, I guess, ability to produce on the offensive end and I think he's definitely capable of doing that yeah. as, as we've seen these first few games so he's absolutely not going to be putting up was it 27 27 27 yeah. every no, night but no. if he can put up average 15 points a game that's huge yeah, and that massive. really takes a bit of the load off Turner Sabonis Brogdon uh, and just keeps that offense moving and afloat and has gives I guess opposition defenses another player to worry about and concentrate their efforts on so you know, he might just be able to keep them afloat long enough for these players, Warren and Levert, to come back for them to make a push. Here's a quick one for you. I don't, I don't want to go on for this no, too please. long, but do you reckon if the Indiana Pacers got inside maybe the top five, six, seven, eight spot, do you reckon DeMontis Sabonis would be a legitimate MVP candidate? I think he'd have to be, wouldn't he? He's, he's M- had, MVP. I mean, MVP. if they're making it to five or four, he'd have to be. He, he's severely underrated. If you don't, if you don't think, so. yeah. So, so just I guess, what would you say is averaging? What like twenty six, nine rebounds, six assists, or something? Twenty nine, nine and six, roughly probably at over. the end of the season. Yeah, if he's averaging that, would you say roughly? He would have. Yeah, he would be sort of like a twenty five, ten and five player. Mm-hmm. If okay. if the Indiana Pacers finish inside, I'd say the top six. I reckon he'd have to be mm-hmm. in contention. And he's had a really good start to the season so mm. far as well. That's so. a hot take. Yeah, That's a knows? hot one. I'm going to say no. Whereas yeah, I don't just think it's I don't, too hot. I, just because I don't think he has any narrative. He doesn't have any... Like, they're a smaller market team. There's mm. no buzz around him. If he were to do that this year and they finish in then, and next season they've got all those stars back, they finish maybe third. Yep. He has similar numbers. Maybe then he gains a little bit of talk. But I don't think this season... He will gain that buzz. Do you reckon he's sort of in the same narrative, though, as maybe Nikola Jokic? Or it, I guess with Nikola Jokic, the Denver Nuggets finished. I think they may have finished even third last yeah. season. So it, it does depend. The numbers were a bit higher. A little bit higher. And it does depend where your team ends up yep. at the end of the season. So, I mean, if he finished, if the Pacers finished third in the, in the East, Tell it would be what, a different mate. story. But maybe six is, is pushing it a we, little bit. We, we mentioned... I guess a couple of weeks ago would be now for our Eastern Western Conference predictions. If we went 1 to 15 correct, we'd have a carton on it. Mate, I will buy you a carton if uh, Sabonis wins MVP. I'll Lock take it. it. Gladly. Mate, that's a very hot take. I love it. I'll move ahead to my next one here. It's only one game, but the Wolves are going to make the playoffs. They beat Houston 124 to 106, so granted mm. it's Houston, but. I was really impressed with the way they played, especially Anthony Edwards and Cat. Um, we had—I didn't quite get what I wanted. D'Lo started in the starting unit, yeah. 
But they had Beasley coming off the bench in that kind of sixth man spark plug yeah. role, which wasn't bad at all, to be honest. So I don't know, I'm 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 kind of following the hype train. I quite like this team and think that if it all clicks and it really is so reliant on that big three, you know, they they've got they've got the potential to be a playoff team. You know, I'm not saying they're gonna make a deep run or anything mm. of the kind, but I think uh They've, they've got a bit about them, a well, bit to like. I think in the um, award predictions, or well, in the Western Conference standings, rather, you had them just outside the playoffs, didn't you? So mm-hmm. you definitely had them rising. And so far, they they certainly haven't shown anything to to sort of show that they won't be at least contending for, for a playing spot and even even a playoff spot. You, you never know. Well, that's but, it. Granted, like, I, you know, when I say they'll be in the playoffs, it doesn't necessarily mean they have to finish in that top eight. They could yep. be you know, a ninth seed and knock off someone on the, in the play-in. So, you know, I, I don't know. Lee, how do you I, feel? I had them nine in my prediction, so just outside. But it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if they did make it in. Yep. Um, Anthony Edwards is just – he's making that leap to be almost that equal number one with Cat. Um, Cat's been playing outstandingly um, as well. And D-Lard, like you said, we didn't see him come off the bench, but I think he put up 22, which is a little spark that you need, whether it's off the bench or on from the starters. Agreed. I really like the look of them so far. I'll digress, slightly divert, but if you're in the front office for the Timberwolves, you've now got Edwards and Cat. You had to pick one to build. You've got to send one off and build around one. Yep. Who are you going for? Who is your guy? Cat. Cat. You're still going yeah. Cat? Yeah. I yeah. love a quality big man um, in the league. And even though I rate Anthony Edwards super highly and I think he's going to be an incredible player, I think Cat is a guy who, at his best, when he's not dealing with injuries, could be yep. a 27 and 12 type player. He's mm. that good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Lee? I'm the same. Cat, um, he's already proved himself. And I know that Anthony Edwards obviously is going to prove himself. But almost big men are almost just taking over the league at this point. He's kind yes. of in the same light as Sabonis. Whereas if if the Timberwolves could make it to four or five somehow miraculously, he'd probably be in MVP talks yep. as well. Um, so Cat, uh, I'm going to say Cat as well, and just purely for the fact there's becoming more and more of them who can shoot the big men. But it is now becoming such such a luxury, like it is. a team who like we've seen Embiid. Jokic, they were the top one and two for MVP voting. You know, if you've got a big man who can just crush and dominate inside the paint, yet stretch the floor and shoot from three, they are worth a dime a dozen. And Cat does have the potential to be in that same tier as those two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would agree. I would agree. But I think Edwards, his star is certainly on the rise, so look out for him for sure. Yeah, agree. Mm-hmm. You both took like my ones. I haven't <laughs> said one yet. I had two. I guess I can make one up. Um, well, you know, I've, just, I've got two. Oh, I've got one. You got I'll, one? I'll go. And I don't really know how I'm going to word this, but it's only been a couple games. But And I know he's a rookie, and I know it takes some time for them to get started. But Jalen Green, he he has played two games, and he's, in both games he's scored nine points, yep. um, got four or three rebounds and two and four assists. So... What's the go there? I know he's going to come into his own, but it's a matter of time. <laughs> What's happening there? So it's only one game, but Jalen Green won't be Rookie of the Year? Is, um, is that what it's you're only one game, but how long is it going to take for Jalen Green to, you know, start turning some heads? Yeah, it's oh. interesting though, isn't it? Because we thought that he'd be, I guess, thrown into the deep end, so mm. to speak, and he would perform straight from the get-go. Yeah. And I can see where you're coming from because he, 
he certainly he hasn't been. I don't think he's been underwhelming. Yeah. But at the same time, I think we thought that he would probably produce a little bit more. Yeah. He, he um, would have got taken off a little bit earlier today because they blew out the thunder. Yeah, I, I. It's not deterring me from my original prediction from Jalen Green as rookie of the year. I think there's only a few games in, and I think there's plenty of time for him to acclimatise himself mm. in the NBA environment. So it's a massive step up from where he's been playing. So yeah. um, I am not concerned about that, no. but it's still he still probably hasn't performed where we thought he might in the first few games. I think he'll pick up. Um, we just need to remember, like last year, LaMelo Bowl scored zero points in his first game. Do you remember yeah. that? And everyone was like, oh, my God, why did he go three? What's happening here? Why is he getting yeah. all this Rookie of the Year talk? He won Rookie of the Year in the end. And he was injured for a fair portion of the year. So I think Jalen Green will I love, come into it. I love the NBA. I love it. And there's always news. There's always yeah. something to talk about because it's an 82-game season, but one game you know, can change the perspective so much. If Green has zero points in one game, we're all like, wow, this guy's a bust. Yep. He comes out next game and drops 30 points. We're like, rookie of the year. This guy's, you know, put the farm on him. This guy's going to be an all-time talent. And yep. it's just so funny with NBA pundits and fans alike that that's the mentality. Oof. One game is so impactful. It's crazy how much recent recency bias plays a part in, yep. like, NBA podcasts, even our podcast. Like, imagine, <laughs> Not us. Imagine Could be us. What if, and it's possible that it might happen, Tyler Hero plays like two pretty god awful games. We'll be talking dog, dog pull on him again. 100%. But it's the same thing with, with Chris Duarte as well. Yeah. You know, he's had, he's had one really good game and another really serviceable game. And yep. I've already said, oh, I think we may have been sleeping on him as the rookie of the year, which, which might have zero, zero, yeah. on zero next game. Exactly. He might not see the court. Exactly yeah. right. I think the thing with Chris Duarte, I don't want to circle back, but I think the thing is he just looks so comfortable yeah, regardless yeah. of the box score. He looked like he belongs at NBA level. And so. with that age comes experience, doesn't it? it does. As you would attest to, Rowan, our little band of uh, merry hooligans, you're the oldest and you... The wisest. The wisest, would you say? Yeah, some could say that as well. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Ro, did you have any others? I've got a couple more. Yeah, I've got another one. Um, it, it might be quite an obvious one, but... I think Golden State are officially back so far this mm. year. I think after a few sort of down years, which have been riddled by injuries, yeah. but specifically to Clay Thompson, but also Steph Curry has been out hundred percent. You know, for extended periods over the last few years. So saw KD go down in that, that playoffs against the uh, Raptors. There, that's exactly right. So they've they've been they've been down a few really key players at long ex- extended periods throughout the last few years, but. Mm. So far this year, they've come up against the Lakers on on opening night. Yeah, and 121 to 114 win, 115 to 113 win against the Clippers as well. Yep, that's the other one, the Clippers as well, taking care of both both LA teams, um, who are both, in my eyes, contenders for the championship at the end of the year, and I think they'll both be playoff contenders, mm. definitely. Um, but they've, they've been incredible, and it just goes to show you that I think your prediction last week nick of steph curry being hold the fine yeah go for it hold the fine because mine i'll tie it in just quickly okay (laughs) it's only one game or two two games but steph curry is i think firming in as the mvp favorite there's only two games he had 21 10 11 triple double eight thing eighth career triple double in the first game 45 and what I've been surprised at, 45 points, 10 rebounds. His rebound numbers, yeah. what is going on here? He, he, 10, 10, 10 in both games, are you kidding? Oh, he's got sticky mitts when the ball's around the rim, <laughs> but that's like, for sure. But his, 
his impact, and I'll tie it in with yours, Ro, because yeah. the Warriors are back, and he, we saw last year, like he really just dragged them along. They got knocked out in the plane against the Grizzlies, but he is just the heart and soul of this team, and like what Absolutely. he does, he had 25 points in the first quarter. Yeah. He had a kind of off-shooting game against the Lakers, but 25 points in that first quarter against the Clippers was just unbelievable to watch. Well, there's only two players in the NBA where um, they go into the game and you know they're going to make a big impact of at least 25 points. That's Giannis and Steph Curry. Yeah. I just wanted to add, and I was watching, I think, as the Lakers-Golden State game. I wanted to add, I think it goes... Under what's the word like under under the, mind, under the radar? How good Steph Curry is at finishing at the rim? Yeah, because he's known for his shooting. Um, so crafty, you know, predominantly. But every he's probably the most crafty player around the rim. I'd say. Who oh, else? Yeah. Like guard, guard wise. Who else is there? Ah, uh, Dan like, Bill, maybe. But the thing with Steph, in my mind, is he's. I agree, he's super crafty. But I think a trait that he has an ability that he has that not many other players in the league have is he's already in the opposition team's head yeah. as soon as he passes half court. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. As soon as he passes half court, opposition are thinking, we've got to be on our, um, what's P's called, P's and Q's. When, when That's Steve your favourite, isn't it? I love that. <laughs> we've got to be on them because as soon as he passes half court, anything could happen. And he always attracts at least two opposition yeah. players. Did which, you see the clip with PG? Where they were going back and forth, and PJ yes. said, "Right, next one, pull up from the just logo," and, and he did. Yeah, and money, like it's just phenomenal. This guy is just lights out, and I, I really think, like, I haven't checked the bookmakers yet, but I, I would say he is probably after two games firming up as a favourite. He, would have he to is be. just. I don't want to. I don't want to so add another fun. one on top of that. But Please. It's only been one game. It's only been two games, but. I almost want to change my MVP prediction, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, I said KD last week, and he's, he's been inc- he's been pretty impressive over the last few games. But double himself yeah. today. Yeah, but I think he, it's sort of like an underdog story to a certain extent because, you know, they've been down and out the last few yeah. years, the Golden State Warriors, and then for Steph Curry to drag this team back into serious playoff contention. and potentially fun. They are such a fun. fun team. I think it's such a massive factor that um, the other guards, and I'm talking about Damian Lee and Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole uh, yes. uh, gain so much more confidence yep. because, like Rose said, Steph Curry's in the defender's mind as soon as he crosses half court. It's good that he has some other options. Um, you wait till you know? Clay comes oh, back. Like, oh, they are going to be, you know, if Curry keeps doing what he's doing, playing at an MVP level, Jordan Poole playing at an, a most improved level, like, he's looking great. If Wiseman can come back and kind of show himself to be, you know, the the pick that they yeah. got him at, you know, you had playing to this team and come playoffs once he's reintegrated back into the team, he's fit, he's healthy, mm. you know, the strokes on, they are going to be deadly and right back in finals contention. Can I just mention someone very quickly for the Golden State Warriors who hasn't been given the credit Please. that he deserves so far in this season? It's only been a few games, but. Belicher yes. has been very impressive for them yep. so far, and he, he will never get the attention yeah. because it will always go to Steph and always go to Clay and Draymond and, and Andrew Wiggins. But Belicher has been very impressive so far um, this season, and I think he's been a very good And getting Iggy back as well. Iggy, I mean, you, you say all that, and when Clay comes back, when, um, you know, all this. But then what about like Moses Moody and Kaminga? Like they've they've had like not much game time and it will obviously pick up, but I think they're going to make a you know even more of an impact. You know what I'd love to say, and I think it might happen just with the way 
the Bucks, often you say Giannis play 30 minutes, and that's because, you know, they just absolutely bulldoze teams in that first half, first three quarters. They're up by 30 points, and they can bring on all the second unit. Yeah. The Warriors have that potential to just blow teams out early and bring on Moody, Kaminga, give more time to those players to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we'll see more and more of that this season, probably more so once Clay comes back mm-hmm. as well. And I think that will be good just for the health and longevity of those older bodies, Green, Iggy, Steph, Clay. Um, just being able to blow out teams early, bring on the young bunch to just kind of gar- carry it home, and then come playoffs. She's all systems go. It's yeah. going to be fun. They're a fun team, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. Got a few more then, Nick? Uh, I've got two more. I've got two more. Um, one from me is it's only been... Is it one game? Two games now. We should have changed the segment name. It's confusing, but yeah. <laughs> it it hasn't been long, but... Uh, yeah, it hasn't been long. That's probably more <laughs> aptly put. Um, but OKC are going to win 10 or less games this year. <laughs> what it will... That oh, is br- like they even been today. Tags. Houston, we thought they were just absolutely god awful, um, but they got blown out. What was it by twenty one versus the Jazz, and I think it was thirty odd versus the Rockets today. Mm-hmm. Was it Lee? Can you just quickly check that? Why you've got Rockets, your uh, versus the Rockets? Yeah, that was today. It was down. They were ninety one to one twenty four. So they lost by thirty three points versus the Rockets, who we're anticipating will be down the bottom of the conference. And I expect, similar to what they did last year, once they kind of bottom out, there's no chance whatsoever. Expect Shea to be shut down. Expect, you know, some of those other players to be shut down. Yep. Um, so I, I think if they make 10 games, as funny as it sounds, if they get 10 or more games, I think that'll be a positive. And I think it was today's game, wasn't it, against the Rockets that really displayed that they're going to be in a lot of trouble yep. this year, which is what we expected. But at the end of the day... We could have rotated the Rockets and the Thunder at that last position at the Western Conference. Yeah. But I think I had OKC above them, maybe. I think I did as well, which, yeah. which is yeah. I'm looking at it at the moment and thinking that was a mistake. It was um, a mistake. Because the Rockets have a few players who look like they could perform quite well this year. Yeah, Christian Wood, Kevin Porter Jr. Bold out today, names. Christian yeah. Wood. Just Christian Woody was good. Um, whereas OKC... Wood is good. Wood is very good. But, um, yeah, you look at OKC on the other side of things and... They they are in a bit of trouble, but yeah. you know that's okay though, isn't it? Like I've I, I to be so. honest, if they I don't care what they do this season, they could win zero games, mm. and I wouldn't probably bash on them too much. But you know that I <laughs> they make ten games, it'll be huge. Just okay. quickly, just quickly. Sorry, what 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 are your thoughts on Josh Joshy Giddy over the first few games? Looks comfortable. Like he, he's not going to blow up the stat sheet this year, and I don't think anyone on OKC is. Mm. Maybe Shea might put up some points, but I think he's looked solid and he's looked comfortable. He's not afraid to take the three. Playmaking's been fantastic, and we yep. saw that through preseason. So, you know, I think he's pretty on par with how I thought he would go so far. I think he looks similar to Chris Duarte in the fact that he looks comfortable at yep. that level. With that's the playing against score. men, isn't it? In the NBL, it, is, it yep. shows. Players who have come from playing in college against those college age people, as to opposed to playing against men, like it does show. To be honest, though, he's probably in the best position you could be for a rookie, where you've been handed a lot, a lot of responsibility, but you don't have to do much with it. Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to say I had something to say. Go on. Go on, because I, oh, I forgot it. Okay, so well, I tied in with one more that I had. Uh, no, I remembered. I remembered. You're so, killing me. So, okay, see. Um, Obviously, have a lot of assets, draft yes. picks, namely. Um, we know they're going to be good. My question was going to be, 
how long are we waiting until we start, start seeing some changes? Because Shay's only going to be happy for, you know, you can only I'm, be happy for so long. Well, granted, I'm going to say four years. Four <laughs> I'm years. Gonna say That's four a years. long time to wait. It is, but I think, uh, well, I think there'll be incremental improvements. As in, I think in four years that they'll be Dry, uh, a, a team to be feared. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they will improve each year from here on inwards. Yeah. Um, like next year, we'll see Giddy improve. We'll see Maladon improve. Shea will also improve. He's still young himself. Mm-hmm. A couple of more draft assets. But in four years' time, I think they will be a team that will be in and around, not title contention. That might be five or six years mm-hmm. away, but around the playoffs and being actually a team that other teams need to worry about. Yeah. And I think we said it the other week, didn't we, that I reckon management have got into. Shay's ear and said, look, it's not going to be a quick process. It's probably going to be a long, dark road ahead of us. But if you want to stick around with us, we're willing to pay you and we're willing to you, you to be the leading yeah. guy. And we spoke about that, didn't we? Like, I don't think there's anywhere else really that he's going to be that clear, unequivocal number one. He's going to get whatever he wants when he wants. Yep. And he got the absolute bag in the off-season, deservedly so. Yeah, for sure. Um, but OKC, for him as well as Giddy, is the perfect place. Yeah, I so. think so. Um, a quick one from me, just quickly. It's only been one game, kind of two today, but I based it off the first game. Paddy Mills yeah. and Tyler Hero are oh. right are the one and two for sixth man of the year. Mm. Paddy Mills, was it Paddy six Mills. for six or seven from seven, seven. from three? So it was seven. seven, wasn't it? Seven of seven from three. He really... In that second quarter, gave them a little bit of a sniff against the Bucks because yeah. they were getting absolutely hammered. They brought it back to within, I think, seven points mm-hmm. um, before the Bucks put the foot in the uh, pedal to the metal. Yet Paddy Mills was money, mm-hmm. and if they're just going to give him free license to come off the bench and shoot at will, he's going to put up, you know, pretty pretty tidy box scores. So yeah. I don't know, none of us, did any of us say him? No, no he yeah. wasn't even on really the radar, was he? Well, that's my last one. Paddy Mills, sixth man of the, the year, is a genuine, genuine probability. I reckon you're on there with that one because um, he's, look, he's a guy who we've seen over the course of his career can score extremely quickly. So yep. he actually does not need the minutes to put points on the board. And even more so, he's going to be getting... You know, more minutes with Kyrie Irving out for potentially the entire season. We just don't know when Kyrie Irving's coming back, do we? But yeah. I think he's I think he's certainly up there. In that in that first game, I think they were saying that he looked like the Paddy Mills Australian representative at the Olympics. So lights out. He's oh, we love him as Australians. We do. I, I think the NBA community overall love Paddy Mills because he's he's just such a likable player. Doesn't really have any ego about him. Just goes out there and does. What he needs to do for his team to win. Love it. Lads, that wraps up our first instalment of it's only one game, but it kind of translated to it's only been a couple of games, but um, before we wrap up, I've got one last question for you. Who has been, which team has suffered the worst loss so far? Oh, you'd almost like, I don't even have to look at it. Sure, actually, the biggest loss has obviously been that OKC one today, but, but probably the worst, the worst loss has... It's got to be the pace as they've done, been done so dirty with those one-point losses. Well, I'm, I feel so sorry for them. I'm going to say the Celtics losing by 32 today oh, against okay. the Raptors, who are expected poor. to do nothing. I had them right down the bottom. Mm. They lost the offensive rebound count 21-10. to Jalen Brown, after putting up, was at 47 or something crazy in the first game, had nine points. Didn't he hit like three shots? They were just dog-awful. 
Um, and the pace, uh, the the Raptors, should I say? I'm expecting nothing from them this year. Just absolutely put them on the bitch. There's no other way to put it. Like they put the Celtics to the sword. Yeah. Um, there's zero on two, as we said at the start of the episode, Roy. Not looking yeah. good, but that's my worst loss. As well as probably the Blazers losing to the Kings, one twenty-one to one twenty-four yeah. at home in their opening game. So for me, they're the uh, the two worst losses for me. Look. <sighs> Yeah, I'm a Celtic supporter, so of course that's going to be probably the, the the loss that hurt the most, and I think the Celtics are just in a fair bit of trouble at the moment. I think at the start of the season, we weren't really sure where to put them. Mm. Could they be a team who finishes around fifth, or could they miss out in the playoffs? And they have games like they did today, which proves that they may potentially miss out on the playoffs. You just They shouldn't, but they, they may do. Um, it's hard to say... I reckon the Bucks against the Miami Heat really caught my attention yeah. the other day, though, yeah. because after that dominant that win. dominant win on opening night, they've come out and lost by what was it, forty two, forty two in the end against Miami Heat. But it's equally as Impressive. much of it was a big loss. It was equally as big of a win for Miami Heat. Yeah. So it caught my attention on on both sides of things. But yeah, it's. There's a few teams who have suffered enormous losses so far. Well, that wraps up a huge episode, Season 3, Episode 1. Here we are. Guys, by the time we speak next week, we're going to have a much clearer picture about who's doing well, who's doing poorly, players and teams alike. Uh, There's going to be a lot to discuss. I don't know about you guys, but as we said at the start, how good is it Mm. to have ball back? It's incredible. Absolutely buzzing. We are loving that Season 3. We've got more video content, our TikTok, our YouTube Be sure to check them out. They're going to be a lot more up-to-date and current. We're still here, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yes, we are. Uh, It's all happening. We love it. A lot of big news coming on the way for the Daily Dribble. Uh, Big things in the works. So be sure to keep an eye out on all of our socials for the latest news when it breaks. The NBL is just around the corner. The NBA is, is in full swing. Mm. Life is good, isn't it, Lee? Sorry, I've just always wanted to do this. Just down there is that like button. Just down there, <laughs> bottom left, and leave some comments down here. Look, I mean, it. he's making a joke, but do it. No, no, he's like, let us know. Do it. Yeah, Are like, you enjoying nah, the video format? Let us know as well. <laughs> <laughs> let us know. Yeah. Just uh, he's the most good-looking member <laughs> of the daily team. Uh, for all the video uh, video listeners, yeah. is it? Do you say video listeners? Mm. Video watchers out there. Yes. Yeah. But Even, likewise, all of our audio listeners, we still love and appreciate all of you. Even um, join in on today's segment. Like, leave a comment saying yeah. it's only been one game, but we'll put something up. We'll uh, we'll see what you guys think. It's uh, I've had a lot of fun doing this, and it's, it's interesting cool. just giving these overreactions. And yet seeing where we're all at. Because a lot of them we're kind of in sync with. They are overreactions to a certain extent. Mm. But there is a lot of truth behind them. So, lads, I don't know about you, but next week it's going to be a huge episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, stay up to date with all of our socials. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Till then, love you, bye.